Good morning. Now, before we come back to Acts 19, a lot of people have mentioned my, uh, my clothes this morning. And it's just to clarify, though I have lived in Brazil, and a lot of people know that story for 20 years, I am actually English. And this is the only red and white I had in my wardrobe, so <laughs> I'm sorry if I am too smart this morning, but, you know, that's what I did have. Um, I don't think you'd be very happy if I came in my Brazilian football kit this morning, and I haven't got an England one yet. So, although saying that, there is someone in a Brazilian kit here this morning, and I did not ask them to. This was not planned at all. Um, and this morning we're talking about a riot. Now, I don't want to cause a riot, and that's why I came in red and white this morning. Um, but we will come to a riot uh, at the moment. But thank you, Kian, for coming in your Brazilian kit and remind me of a lovely place where I spent a long time in my life. And also, before I get into this quickly, hug to my girls at home, Kawani, Kiara, Karini, watching this morning. If not, I get told off. Right, doing all that, let's go uh, and then there'll be a riot at home, you see. So I'm, tr I'm, I'm trying to prevent riots this morning. The only riot we want to concentrate on is the one that happened uh, in Ephesus in Acts chapter 19 that has already been read this morning, and we'll come to some of those verses uh, in a minute on the screen. There. Now, I need some children to help me this morning. Like every time when I'm up here, I need you to help me. So, and I hope we've got a few more than last time I was up here. I can see one, two, three. Come on, Kieran. You've got to show off the Brazilian kit, mate. That's it. Three. Yeah, three's not going to cause a good riot, is it? But we can maybe make this work a minute. Okay, I'd like you three to come up here. Join me up here if you can, okay? Now, they're the crowd. Okay? You're the leaders. Okay? And we're going to have a little game this morning. Okay? Follow the leader. You're the leaders. So whatever you three do, they've got to copy you. Okay? We've just sung, I will trust in you. That's God. I wouldn't trust necessarily these things. Although we have not arranged anything, so you are free to do whatever you'd like this morning. Okay? We're going to have one minute, and wh whatever you do, um, let me just be careful here. It's live streamed, and we're in church. Okay? Great. Yeah, because last time I wasn't very clear with my instructions, and it didn't quite work, did it? So, okay. Okay, so follow the leader. Whatever you three do, we're going to copy, okay? Now, you can, you can combine and do the same thing, or you can all do different things, okay? Um, and then we're just going to copy and go along, okay? So you've got one minute, okay? You know what? Even better. Let's do this. Can you stand over that side? Williams, can you stand here in the middle? Right, yeah, and Kian can stand this side. Right, even better. This side, you're going to copy Kian, okay? So if you can't quite see, if you come forward a little bit, I think, yeah, okay. If you can't quite see him, okay, dodge around there, okay? If you're in the middle section here, you're going to copy Williams. And if you're this side and over there, you're going to copy Mark. It is Mark, isn't it? Yes. Okay, good. Okay, okay, one minute. Do whatever you like and they're going to copy you. Let's go.
Okay, very good. Well done for joining in for the adults. Now, let me teach you adults something this morning. Exodus chapter 23, verse 2, will come up on the screen for you, tells us that we must not follow the crowd in doing wrong when you are called to testify in a dispute. Do not be swayed by the crowd to twist justice. Be careful when you're following what other people are doing. It might not be right. They were well behaved this morning, I must say. Thank you very much for, for joining us. If you want to sit back down there, I'm going to need your help again in a minute, okay? And we're going to think about the crowds this morning. Because in the story that we read in Ephesus, there was a big crowd, and they caused a riot. Now, in Portuguese, we have a saying that goes like this, and I'm going to read it in Portuguese, but I have translated it as best as I can this morning um, for you, and that should appear on the screen as well. And it says, Maria vai com as outras. Now, if you know Portuguese or a little bit of Spanish, you would have worked it out, but there it is in English. Mary who goes with the others. So that's a, a saying that we, we, we tell people when they're just copying or when they're following um, other people without really thinking through what they're doing. Maybe in English we would say, go with the flow, follow the crowd. I don't know if there's another one that we would usually say for those kind of people. Any more? Copycats? Maybe. But that's the saying that goes. When, when, when people just copy others without really thinking about what they're doing or why they're doing it, or because someone told them um, that they should do without much thought. Now, it should be obvious to anyone that we're not to do something wrong. It's quite obvious, isn't it, children? We shouldn't do anything wrong at all. No. I've got one going, no. That's a bit worrying. Okay. <laughs> but it's easier to do something wrong when you're in a crowd, when everyone's doing what is wrong. But when you're by yourself, Williams, come up here, please. Okay. Everyone copy Williams. Now, it doesn't seem wrong because everybody's doing it. Now, if no one else copied Williams and he kept on doing what he's doing, it would look quite strange or obvious that he was doing something totally different. But, of course, we're in church, so he's really behaving himself. He's not going to run around or do anything like that, is he? Thank you, Williams. You can, you can sit back down there. So, in the story that we read today, there's a huge crowd of people now, you're going to all join in with me this morning. You're the crowd of people. Okay? I'm not going to get you up the front, but you can all join in. You're going to be part of the crowd. Okay? And they were led to do something that was illegal. Just because everyone else was doing it. Now, who has got a driving license? Who's driven on a motorway? Next question, raise your hand if you want to. Who's overtaken on the inside lane? <laughs> it, 
it's wrong. But everyone does it. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people. That's just one example of many others that we could use this morning. And I'm using that because I actually happened to do that this morning. Confession. But I had no option. Why the things that, are not, that we're not supposed to do become normal just because everyone else is doing it? So over the last few weeks, let's look where we've come from uh, and where we are this morning. We've learned about the coming of the Holy Spirit to be with God's people. Um, and we saw that how many weeks ago? Who was here? Do you remember? Three weeks ago. Yes, if you were here three weeks ago. We learned about the uh, coming of the Holy Spirit, Pentecost, uh, coming to be with God's people and Jesus after Jesus' ascension. Then we heard about Paul's conversion. And he went from persecuting Christians to becoming a preacher of the gospel. And we had a, a, a nice light that reminded us of that uh, encounter. And then, last week, we heard how Paul was put into jail because he started preaching the gospel and sharing the word. And they were set free. Now, what happened? How were they set free? There was an earthquake, yes. So this has all happened in the book of Acts. And now Paul is in Ephesus. He goes on to minister for three years. His ministry was so effective that all of the people in the province of Asia heard the gospel. I need an Apostle Paul this morning. Who wants to be Apostle Paul? All right. Let me find. Come on, Mark. There's one for all of you and a few others, so I'm going to have to call a few people that won't want to come up this morning, I think. <laughs> Many people in Ephesus worshipped the goddess Artis. I need a goddess. Oh, no, yes, I think we need... Uh, uh, a young lady for this. Have we got... Are there, are there any girls that are willing to come up this morning? Alison. Yes, I said, I said a young girl and they shouted out Alison. So, you know. There you go. Goddess Artemis. And many people in Ephesus were worshipping uh, the goddess Artemis. In fact, they had a beautiful temple built for people to come and worship her. But the Holy Spirit gave Paul the boldness to tell them about the true God. Now there was a silversmith called Demetrius. Williams wants to be our silversmith. There you go. You like silver? Well, I haven't got any silver for you, I'm afraid, but you can be our silversmith this morning. Okay. And he made silver statues of the goddess Artemis for people to have at their home and for them to worship them at home. Now, Paul was a big threat to Demetrius. Yes, well done. And he stirred up the people against Paul. Demetrius started stirring up the crowd. And we read that in Acts chapter 19, verses 23 and 24. And should come up on the screen for you there for you to remember what it says to us there. Demetrius gathered the other business owners together. He got them, brought them so that they 
could turn their backs on Paul so that they could also uh, think badly of Paul. Because Paul was trying to get these people to not worship the goddess Artemis, but to worship the true God. And that would make Demetrius unemployed. Yes, you wouldn't have a job. Because no one would want a statue of the goddess. And these business owners started to get furious. Have we got any business owners in the crowd? If you're an owner of a business or a tradesman or some kind, can you give me a furious face this morning? Yes, there's a few there. Thank you. Well done. They were furious with this. And we read there in Acts chapter 19, verses 25 to 27, that they really got annoyed about this because their goddess was being robbed of her prestige. But suddenly, in Acts chapter 19, 28, and I think that's on there, I might have missed one, sorry. Their anger boiled so much that they started shouting. You're very good. They got really annoyed with Paul. And soon the whole city was filled with confusion. And everyone rushed to an amphitheater. And I think we've got a picture of that as well. There you go. Now, I did not take that picture myself, although there is someone in the picture there, but that's not me. But that is the amphitheater in Ephesus. That's where everyone, all the crowd, came to, and they started shouting, and a riot broke out. Paul had two friends with him. James. No, James wasn't a friend of his. But he's your friend. Okay, so James, I think you've been um, summoned this morning. So we have Gaius and Aristarchus. One for James and one for Cian. Who would you? What, what posh name would you like this morning? I mean, you know, Gaius or Aristarchus? I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. That's why I've did the name badge, so people can just read them, really. Makes it easier. So these two men were travelling with Paul... They were captured by the angry citizens. Can I have an angry citizen? Come on, Tom, come and help me. <laughs> he looks an angry citizen, doesn't he? Take Paul's friends. Take, take, them, in, take them into the middle yeah, of the crowd the over there, the look. The crowd, into the middle of, yes. No, not Paul. Not Paul. And there was a large mob of people crowded in this theatre. And Paul heard that his friends had been taken. He wanted to go and rescue them. Well, show at least a little bit of interest. I mean, <laughs> did you want to go and save them? But, but they did not let him go. The believers wouldn't let him. And we read that in verse 30 of Acts 19. Some of the officials of the province as well sent him a message not to go because they were concerned and worried um, about Paul's welfare. But inside the theatre, right, very important part now people, chaos came into the theatre. Um, England haven't scored yet, okay? Well, not that I know of, and it hasn't, hasn't come in my ear, so. 
There was chaos going inside. The people were shouting. They were throwing... T- no, let's, let's stop there. <laughs> throwing tomatoes. No, maybe not a good idea. They didn't even know why they were there. Maybe you don't know why you're here this morning. Some people in the crowd were shouting, but they didn't really know what it was all about. They were doing it because everyone else was shouting. They were just following the crowd. Now, there's a lesson for us to learn. I'd like everyone under the age of 18 to read this very loud. Let's read it together. You can get in big trouble by just going along with whatever the crowd is doing. I never knew you were under 18. You never knew I was under 18? Yeah, I'm only only 17. I look it, don't I? Thank you. That's no, don't worry. You can get in big trouble. Now, we all have friends, or at least one friend. Have you ever done something that a friend asked you to do without thinking it through? And then after, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Have you ever done something that someone else told you to do? Look, everyone else is doing it. Go on. Join in. It's fun. And that fun sometimes can turn into something quite bad. Then we had, back to our story in Ephesus, we have the mayor of Ephesus. We need a mayor. I have a mayor. A mayor, come on, yes. A mayor, the mayor of Ephesus. Thank you very much. So the mayor came along, but the crowd was very noisy. You've got an easy job this morning, mate, I tell you. Shush. <laughs> That was a very easy job, wasn't it? He was able to quiet them down. Citizens of Ephesus, he said. Everyone knows that Ephesus is the official guardian of the temple of the great Artemis, whose image fell down to us from heaven. Since this is an undeniable fact, you should stay calm. Why were the crowd outraged is it because they knew that there was some truth in Paul's words were they tied between what they had always known and what was being taught to them this something new God's enemy used Demetrius to cause chaos and confusion but the mayor told the people to stay calm and he explained to them that there were other rules that they were not following. They had rules against unruly conduct. They had to maintain the order. If not, the Romans could come and punish them for the noise and the trouble that they were causing. 
because the city of Ephesus then was under the control of the Roman Empire. And it was the responsibility of the mayor, the local city leader, to keep the peace and the order. If not, they could come down with martial law and they could lose their freedom. But the mayor also told them, if you do have a problem with what Paul is teaching, with what Paul is saying, then take him to court. Do it the right way. Follow the rules. Who follows the rules here? Sometimes. Maybe. And then he dismissed the crowd. Don't go away, please, Dave. Give the wrong prompt. Everyone gets up and goes out now. You can come back and join us, the friends, Paul's friends. Come back with Paul. So Paul's ministry in Ephesus made a huge impact for the kingdom of God in the province of Asia. The church flourished because of the faithfulness of Paul and his companions. Now there's four things that we can learn with this story this morning. They'll come up on the screen for you as well. I'd like my helpers to read them out for us. Don't follow the crowd. Keep to the truth. Be faithful. Obey your leaders. Four simple lessons that we learn with this story of the riot in Ephesus. It's not always good to follow the crowd. They might be going in the wrong direction. They could be doing the wrong thing. Keep to the truth. Paul kept to the truth. Was it easy? We've already learned that he was put into prison. He was nearly beaten. But he kept to the truth. Be faithful and obey the rules. As Christians, we need to keep to the truth. We need to be faithful. We need to obey the commandments, the rules, the laws. And we also have to think if we want to follow the crowd. Do it because everyone's doing it. Maybe that's not the right thing for us to do. Maybe that's not the right place for us to go. Maybe that's not the right words for us to say I don't know many many ways in many situations in our life where we just do things because everybody's doing it or we go places because that's where everybody goes or we say things because everybody says it an interesting story when I moved to Brazil I was nine years old who's nine here this morning we've got a nine-year-old Kim you're nine yes I was about, well, your age, I'm not sure about height, but probably the same height. I was nine. And I did not know one bad word in English, swear word, slang word, any kind of that. I went to Brazil. Guess what the first word I learned in Brazil was? Yeah, I won't repeat it, but you can guess. <laughs> uh, I won't let you say it either. <laughs> because... 
That's what they wanted to know. They wanted to know how to say something bad to a teacher in a language that maybe she wouldn't understand. And they knew it, and they wanted to know if it was right. So I went home from school one day and said, Mum, what does this mean? Don't you say that again. I didn't know, I didn't know what it meant. Never heard it before. Hadn't said it before. But everybody was saying it in the school. And I just went on and said it because that's what everyone was saying. That's one example, again, of many in our lives. Thank you very much for my helpers. I'll have these back. Lovely. Thank you very much for your help this morning. And as Christians, we need to, to learn these important lessons that we get in God's word. I'd like us to share in a prayer this morning. And as I say this prayer, think about how you've been living your life, what you've been doing, what you've been saying, where you've been going. And something I learned very young don't even know if it's still around. We got a bracelet when I was, when I was made a uh, junior member of Salvation Army when I was seven, I think it was. I can't remember. We had a bracelet with four letters on. WWJD. Anyone remember that? I haven't seen them anymore. What would Jesus do? It's a good question always to ask us when there's chaos when there's riots, when we don't know what to do, what would Jesus do? Let us pray. Father, we want to stand strong for what is good and right. Help us not to be concerned about the crowd, about approval from our friends, more than wanting your approval. Lord, help us to think for ourselves and to desire to live our lives in a way that pleases you. Just as Paul remained faithful to you, in spite of all the difficulties and trouble he went through. Help us with the power of your Holy Spirit so that we remain faithful to you, no matter what we may face during our life. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.